This is Molly Storm from Stowe, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things that are important to the world of barbecue and grilling. This show originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame City, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evenings, a live fire fun and frivolity show. If you would like to get in contact with the show this evening, or more importantly, if you would like to follow the show during off-show hours, here's how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, TheBBQCentralShow.com. And here's what's happening in case you get the newsletter, which you can grab or sign up for at the main website, the bbqcentralshow.com. There should be a subscribe page or a subscribe portion on the navigation link. Go there, go to the bottom, and you can sign up for the newsletter. You get a little heads up on what's coming up on the show later that Tuesday. It's the first Tuesday of a month and of a brand new year. We've all made it to 2024. Thank God. Here we are all together. And what a better way to kick off the year than by our usual first Tuesday of the month regular guest, Malcolm Reed from How to Barbecue Right. We will talk to Malcolm about the status of all of his different platforms and landscapes across the internet and business-wise. We'll talk about podcast goals for him. We'll talk about YouTube channel goals for him as well, because we all know Malcolm from YouTube, of course. So Malcolm Reed coming up to kick off the new year in grand style. Then we'll go 35 past the hour. First time guest to the show. Maybe through all of your different live fire cookers, you have longed to come across something that has a oven-esque feel to it, but is also a true live fire cooker. But you can bake, you can grill, 
You can roast everything, but in an oven-esque shape, square, rectangular, let's call it something like this. Well, then I have a guess for you. First timer, an expert in Patagonian barbecue, no less, but now hailing here in the States, Texas, no less, uh, Texas, no less, Antonio Montes Kevery Grills joins me. You're not going to want to miss it. So first Tuesday of the new year, we already have a brand new guest coming in, which is great. That'll close the first hour of the move, the second hour, and you will find after a three-month layoff, if you can believe it, Sam, the cooking guy, is back better than ever. And there's a good chance we might take the balance of the second hour just to play a little catch-up anecdotally. You know we never talk about what I have in the outline anyway. Take some questions from you in the instant chat, all that fun stuff. But Sam, the cooking guy, is back and better than ever, 14 past the second hour. I put in the newsletter, and it's sketchy at best, 35 past the hour, or if we're just done with Sam, at some point we have some remaining minutes, and the cards fall in a correct order upstairs from my house. We may or may not have a visit from Division II football defensive back star for your Seton Hill University Griffins. Quentin Posey could be making a debut live in studio. There's a lot of other things that are going on that are probably a lot more fun and a lot cooler than coming down here and hanging out in the Barbecue Central Show studios. I know, shock to you all, but maybe as a 21, 22-year-old, not on the agenda of importance. But we'll see. Who knows what could happen? Now that I've put it out there across the internet airwaves, he could be listening to it right now and going... I'm going to make sure that I allot enough time to jump downstairs. Maybe we have a mashup with Sam the Cooking Guy and one of the elite Division II football talents in the country right now. Who knows? We will have to wait and see. So that's how the show is laying out for you here this evening. Well, the good news is you didn't get to hear me talk except for the intro. Malcolm's in the green room, which is good. And we're going to... Make pretend like I had a, one of the most earth-shattering 2024 show open ever. It can only get better from here. We got all year. Are you tired of settling for mediocre grilling experiences? It's time to step your game up. Wait, I have that. Step your game up. Bring the ultimate flavor and cooker to the backyard barbecues. Pits and Spits Charcoal Grills offers the highest quality live fire cooking experience you can get in the market today. Using either wood or charcoal, their solid fuel grills produce those classic flavors you're looking for when you have the time to fire up the grill and cook for family and friends. With a large adjustable fuel tray, you can raise and lower the fire to control and fine-tune the heat. Their take on the very popular Santa Maria-style grill. Check them out at pitsandspits.com slash bbqcentral. That's pitsandspits.com slash bbqcentral. And use promo code when you're checking out Charcoal Central, all one word. That will save you $150 off any charcoal grill for sale. New year, new you, new $150 savings. If you didn't get a chance to do it over the months of last year, it extends in here to 2024. Pitsandspits.com slash BBQ Central. 
and then use promo code Charcoal Central, Charcoal Central, for $150 off any charcoal grill. And then get ready for the fight that will surely ensue. Because you're going to have it for the rest of your life and your kids are going to want it and maybe their husbands and why, who knows. In any event, here's what I do know. You can save 150 bucks off Charcoal Central. You go to pitsandspits.com and remember as you're spelling it out, the double T on the pits and the spits. And then don't forget to add BBQ Central at the end so they can track and see who's visiting their website. No commission for me. Just showing that it show puts them there where we need them to be. That's right. We're back with Malcolm Reed for the first time in 2024, if you can believe it. Stick around. I'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back to the show. Not sure exactly. I think I'm getting out, but I believe I've lost my ability to see chat when I closed down everything and then fired everything back up. So I apologize if you're watching and you're commenting. Probably not going to see that. This portion of the show being brought to you by cookandpellets.com, however. Your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. You check what they have available for sale at cookandpellets.com. And then, of course, you buy over at amazon.com, walmart.com, or lowes.com. Same great products. However, credible shipping rates at those other three websites that cookandpellets.com can get you. We are happy to welcome back our pal for the first time in 2024, Malcolm Reed. I'm praying that the microphone works. Year. All right, we're good. We're good. Happy New Year. Great to have. Um, we have a YouTube poll question of the week that I don't have results actively coming in, but we're going to ask anybody anyway, and I'm just going to make up the percentages. Why not? It's my show. New Year, new me. The YouTube poll question of the week is this. Do you make New Year's resolutions? Yes or no, Malcolm? Oh, absolutely. Yes? Absolutely. Right. I uh, never got into making new year's resolutions and i hate to say it but the older that i get the more i am more staunch in my belief i should not be making any resolutions because a lot of the time they just go by the wayside quickly so what's the new year's resolution the main new year's resolution of malcolm Reed? i mean every year every year i set out to lose some weight greg i think that's important it don't always happen but uh you know, I stick with it for a good little while, so we're going to see how that goes this year. 
Um, you know, I, I cut back on the Miller lights a little bit. Do you have, <laughs> do you have some kind of a lifestyle change that you're looking to implement or like, uh, I'm going to get up at X time. I'm going to do 30 minutes of cardio. I'm not going to eat all of this stuff through the, I don't know what it takes. I mean, I'm kind of a skinny, meek little man. Anybody can beat <laughs> me up. Uh, but I've let myself go a little bit uh, aesthetically maybe it doesn't look like that but i know how i felt a year uh, a year ago and how i feel in january this year and i felt much better felt much stronger a year ago so my plan as of this morning i was up at it uh, we're gonna we're gonna try and introduce some new lifestyle changes that hopefully carry for the long term but what about you anything specific that you're looking to implement just to get up and get moving more, man. Yeah. Don't sit around on the couch as much and sit behind the desk all day. Um, that's been, you know, I, I kind of started it last fall, you know, going to the gym a little bit. Got my son going with me because he's playing football and mm-hmm. he needs a little extra working out too. So he started going with me and we can keep that up this year and we'll be doing good. Lots of folks, Malcolm, did a rib roast for Christmas dinner a couple weeks ago. I was certainly one of them. And I... I have a decidedly different approach on cooking this thing. I said it last week during the embedded correspondence segment, and I'm going to push this through 2024, and I'd love your take on it. When reverse searing the rib roast on a live fire cooker or an oven, but especially on a live fire cooker, there's no need to do the searing part at the end. It actually builds a good crust through the uh, cooking vessel that you're using, even an oven, but definitely a live fire cooker, to the point where it's unnecessary to do this whole searing situation. And while it makes people feel good, the flavor that you think it's adding is probably minimal at best. Your thoughts? I I did it both ways over the holidays, and I'm with you. I couldn't tell a big difference. Mm. I did the Rest it, you know, cook it to the internal you want, let it set for 20, 30 minutes, and then pop it in a 500-degree oven. I didn't notice. I mean, I wasn't crazy about the crust. I always get a decent, if you call it, quote, bark on the outside of a rib roast anyway. Uh, I like the seasonings. I put a heavy dose of seasoning on it. And in the in the cookers that I've used, I've used a stick burner. I've used my old hickory. I've used pellet grills. Um, I always get a good outside, and and I just like keeping them two twenty five and letting them go slow, man. I think that makes a better product, and it's even from all the way across, from outside all the way through. You don't get that gray with the medium mm-hmm. rare. You know, I don't I don't like that. I purchased a sixteen pound bone in prime grade rib roast from our in common pal kevin green down at the butcher shop and i put it on at 5 30 in the morning 225 everything i should have lobbed the phone call immediately to you the day before just to check what i was seeing on the internet because to me you know everything's right on the internet but a, a, a large majority of sites were saying if you want to get it to medium rare that's what i was shooting for at a cooker set at 225 you want to factor 45 minutes a pound to get there. And I said, holy shit. Well, I got to get up at five in the morning on Christmas. Got to get the fire going, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I had it planned to go in around 630, figuring maybe it would finish, you know, two, three o'clock, pull out a little bit of rest. At that point, I was still thinking about doing a whole searing problem. Well, lo and behold, 1145 a.m. rolls around. That bitch is done. So, and I didn't even have a temperature probe in it and at 11 30 
I stuck it in because I figured, well, it should be at some point now where I'm going to want to start to monitor just in case it finishes quick. Well, that thing ticked off at 128, and I said, okay, well, we're done. We're done. We're almost way done. So I did something I've never done before. I call it the old Malcolm Reed process because every time I hear you talking about holding stuff for extended periods of time, double wrapped in foil, uh, just a plain cooler, left the thermometer in it, some towels over it, vented it for about 20 or 30 minutes um, right off the bat to get some heat off of it, but then covered it up, and there it sat from noon until 4 p.m. I thought the thermometer was lying to me as I was reading it on my fireboard, and it said 138, a little higher than I wanted it, admittedly, but the fiasco that happened to me all day, I figured this thing was effed beyond belief, and I sat there with my nice carving knife, and I cut that first slice off, and it was a nice rosy pink. I, again, I wanted it a little less done. But all in all, for a nightmare that I thought I had on my hands, everybody raved about it. I knew I had it right because my mother-in-law said, I'm not going to eat any of that. It's too bloody for me. Put mine in a little bit longer. So I knew. And then you're right. Color from top to bottom. I didn't sear it. So this is what's changed my whole mantra in 2024, I'm telling people skip the reverse, skip the searing part on the reverse sear in a live fire cooker in the oven because you can build crust as you were just talking about. So not too bore you to death with my Christmas almost tragedy, but to me that proves it. I know if I would have seared it, how much of a taste would it have added or texture would it have added because it's only on the outer side and you have a big hunk of meat on the inside that's not getting the benefit of that. Steak's different, obviously, and I had a, a nice flavor and I didn't run the risk of oversearing it where now you have the banding and color in the meat, which you don't want. I had a nice top to bottom color. And uh, so if I can get you and it sounds like you're right with me to champion the non sear, I think we have a chance to tell these big heads, stop disseminating the crap information. No, absolutely. I, I would definitely will not sear. I don't think you needed it at all. Yeah. I feel like the only thing you're going to do is burn some of the outside of it because that's what happened to me when I popped it at 500 degrees. My the the herbs, the seasonings that I had kind of built the little crust on the outside, low and slow, mm. just wanted to burn up. And when I I could taste the difference, they were actually a little bitter, and I didn't mm. care for that. So I'd rather have that low and slow. You know you're going to nail the temperature. Hold it just like you said. I think that's as, as important as the way you cooked it is the way you hold it and let it sit there and rest. If you'd have cut into that, I bet I bet you'd have noticed a big difference if you hadn't arrested it and just went to slicing it. Oh, there's, it wouldn't have been near as good. No, near as there, good. no, there's no doubt. I mean, it was very tender. Um, I don't find rib roast to be horrendously flavorful uh, because I think it's again, it's just the small portion of the outside so you know maybe i should be working on some kind of a finishing dust on the main part of it to you know give a little flavor boost but i do like the the roasted notes that you're getting on just meat a little bit of a change of pace outside of the regular steak situation so uh I, malcolm and i are here to say everybody stop searing your rib roast for crying out loud and we're going to push it so it's law in 2024 are you uh strictly rib roast for christmas or are you ham for christmas what's the family like so I did a bone-in pork loin roast. It was like a 10-bone ro roast um, along right beside it because we had plenty of people there to eat it. And some people, you know, might not like that 
medium rare that mm-hmm. I like, and I, I'm not I'm not going to overcook one. And so you get, you get you had the pork option, but I think I mean ham's fine. We cook ham for New Year's, so mm-hmm. I did a ham too. I mean, did we did the pork loin in the in the prime rib roast for Christmas? Does the date March twenty third, twenty eighteen, mean anything to you? March twenty third, twenty. You, you got me on that. You stumped me on that. What, what, what is it? First episode of the Heart of Barbecue Right podcast. You don't remember that? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you are gearing up for the start of, I guess that would be year seven of the How wow. To Barbecue Right podcast. What are some of the best moments that come to your mind when you look back over the life of that show independent of everything else? Man, probably just the way we've grown on it. I mean, I, I leaned on you heavy, you know, when we were starting to put together some decent equipment and uh, and how to get how to get you know how to get things off and make it look a little better because we started off in a it's shell sewing closet with some cheap equipment that I bought off Amazon. I mean, it was you know I didn't know what we were doing, and it wasn't until I you know uh, kind of started leaning on you and, and getting some advice that I that I stepped my game up a little bit. But uh, our podcast, I mean. We have a great little community at How to Barbecue Right. A lot of people, you know, follow me on all the social plan- channels and love to hear the podcast because it's mine and Shell's way to just be ourselves. And so that's what our plan is with that podcast, just to keep doing it and keep hanging out. I mean, we're not the number one news source. We don't, you know, you do a great job at what you do, and it's totally different than what we do. But, I mean, we, we base it on barbecue, but really it's just about what's going on in our lives and our business and how things are going and what from, from our viewpoint, and we do it from a hangout standpoint. I don't want to change that. So what's the goals for 2024 or maybe what's the big overarching goal or arching goal for 2024 with the podcast on? Well, we set out to do at least 40 episodes. That's kind of our goal. That's the goal we put on how many episodes we want to hit. And usually we've been pretty good about it. Um, that's, I mean, you know, it gives us several weeks off, but uh, we, um, you know, just, just to be relevant to, to, to be able to take the time and sit down and get one produced to put out, that's, you know, that's, that's our over, overarching goal. Whether somebody listens to it or not, we hope. We're not, you know, I'm not saying, you know, we got to, you know, double our, double our subscribers or our listeners or anything like that. But, but uh, you know, just to be fun and have a good time with it, enjoy doing it, not to be burnt out on doing a podcast. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, wake up and, not, and hate that I've got to go sit down and do it because that's, you know, that would suck. What are the other barbecue podcasts that you listen to that you like? Oh, man. Let's see. Oh, I listen to Heath. I listen to Heath and Candace. Um, there's not a ton of them that I actually listen to, is, honestly. I mean, yours. Is Heath's wife and your wife voice twins? Like, it's shocking how much <laughs> they sound alike, is it not? Oh. Uh, yeah, and maybe it's just a Mississippi thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and Heath don't sound alike, but when I listen to those yeah. two ladies, I'm like, holy moly! Like they they sound close. Know, yeah, voice twins. I think you don't uh, you can't see them, and if you're not paying close attention, you might think one is the other. No doubt. So, um, yeah. Um, so you listen to Heath. Anybody else? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I mean, I, I've got a, a lot I subscribe to. Yeah. But I don't listen to them all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I subscribe to them just to support people, but I don't get to sit down and listen to them a lot. Well, I mean, I always try to stay guy. relevant on yours. Yeah. Well, hey, we're <laughs> I try doing to stay it. relevant on yours. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah, you stay relevant, no doubt. Many folks know who you are, of course, from the YouTube channel. 
In fact, I had a uh, how to barbecue right windbreaker that you sent me a little while back. Had that on me a couple days ago as I was getting ready to do a pork butt cook Sunday night into Monday for New Year's Day dinner. When I come back inside the house, my middle daughter, Maddie's boyfriend, sees me. His name's Steve. He's like, hey, how to barbecue right windbreaker? I said, yeah. And he said, uh, that's Malcolm Reed. I watch all of his videos. I said, oh, yeah? And he said, yeah. I said, I know Malcolm Reed. I could text him right now if I wanted to. And he's like, no way. And I said, yes. So long way to go to say you've reached so many people. And it's to a point now where it's crossing over in my real life. Yeah, I had no idea that this guy was a How to Barbecue Right fan. And then he sees your branding on me. And he's telling me how big of a fan he is of you. Have you and Rochelle talked about plans and goals in 2024 for the YouTube channel specifically? Well, it's kind of, I mean, we do it as a whole. So we know YouTube, we use YouTube for long form content and we always want to try to hit, you know, it'd be great to hit 26 long form contents the way we roll our schedule, but it doesn't always happen. So if we get 22 to 24, we're good. Um, of course, you know, you want to grow the channel, but you just have to be relevant and watch it. And I mean, a lot of people are doing the style of videos I'm doing now. When I first started out, it wasn't that way. And I kind of adapted and then people see it and they start following and they start doing it and they start having success. So we have to find a new way to kind of mm -hmm. not reinvent ourselves, but to still, to still be relative on the content. And I think a lot of that now is it's not being so... Food network, personality, you just got to be yourself. I think people watch my stuff because they enjoy, they feel like they're hanging out with me. And, and it's because that's just the way I deliver. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, you know, it's not fake or anything. It's just how I am. So I want to be more genuine. I don't want to come off as being fake or something like that. Some a different personality than I am. So as long as I can keep that going, that's, that's a big goal for our channel. And Shell Shell calls me out on the, all the time. And it is hard, Greg, because like when I do, so when I do TikTok short form stuff, that's a little more campy. It's a little more, you know, I get kind of out of, not, I wouldn't say out of the box, but I'm not always myself. And she sees that and she's like, you don't want to be like that. Don't do, don't bring that over to YouTube. Uh, you know, people watch YouTube because they want to watch you. And so she calls me out on it, which is great. I need that. Yep. I need that direction because it's easy to get stuck or to, you know, and it's hard switching back and forth. I mean, it's, it's, it's a challenge for me, but. But I love it. I still have fun doing them or I wouldn't do it. Rumor has it you might consider running for mayor of Hernando down the road. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> All right. Let's end know. with this. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sure you knew it was coming. Maybe you did. It's been a few weeks since we've gotten any new update from that Memphis festival that's going on this coming year. But there were news, new news items that came out after yours and Heath's appearance in December. One of those mentioning the fact that money is introduced now. There's going to be a $250,000 total prize purse, $50,000 going to the winner. And my speculation is that there's probably more money to be made. I'm going to assume it hasn't come out yet. It's going to be like a Memphis and May style. So you're going to have to win a category. That's going to get you money. And then if you win it, you're going to get the $50,000. So it's probably 50K plus in potential winnings for the winning team. So as we sit here today in 2024, which is rapidly coming to a close, how does that total 
prize purse and overall grand championship amount grab you now since we didn't know it in December? It sounds pretty good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's yeah. getting some attention, man. Yeah. From people I'm talking to, I'm not, it's not just me. I mean, when you say, when you start throwing money out like that, mm. where you've got a chance to walk away with a serious payday, I mean, um, you know, the world championship's great. Don't get me wrong. I love Memphis and May. Uh, you know, I've cooked it a lot of years, but uh, I, I haven't sent my money into anywhere. I'm kind of <laughs> waiting to see, waiting and seeing and talking things over. So I don't know. I don't know where I'll be. Uh, but, uh, man, that's $50,000 for a grand. That's pretty stout. Yeah, well, there's no doubt about it. I think a couple different things here as we wrap up. I think there's still a pretty large, of well-known contingent that's probably going to stick with Memphis and May this year, even with the money being introduced. Uh, 1B to that, we still don't know format, don't know judging. That's a pretty big deal, especially you're a competitor, so you want to know that before you would just sign up, right? So. You know, assuming I'm right in this scenario, this would be the year, Malcolm, to go first year, knock it down. There's going to be, I'm not saying that the, the talent pool is diluted, but guess what? Fuck that. There's money to be made. And if yes. there's going to be some heavy hitters that feel a need to stay attached to Memphis and May this year or the year following or whatever, and maybe you don't have the same attachment. We know Rochelle's uh, not necessarily on the side of Memphis and May uh, having good feelings about it. So you pop over there, you win 50K plus, and who knows what the fee is. It's probably not going to be worse, probably going to be less. So your cost out of pocket might be a little. I mean, this could be the year to make a switch. That would be huge. Well, that's, you know, those are all things that I'm weighing because. I mean, I don't think it's going to, I really don't think the, the how much it's going to cost to cook that one's going to be near as much as Memphis and May. Hmm. I don't think you would have the same rentals. I don't think you would have, you know, it's not the same contest. It's a, um, it's going to be pretty much a meat contest. It sounds like hmm. I want to see more. I want to see yep. more of how it's laid out, how it's structured. I'm really interested to see how a city is going to pull off two major events like that same weekend. I mean, it's going to, it's going to split the contest pool. So either you're going to have, they're counting on a lot of people driving in from out of town. They're counting on a lot of, I mean, we only have so many judges in the area. Um, A lot of the judges don't like judging Memphis and May because they have to pay to judge it. (laughs) So are we going to get the good judges over at the new contest? And Memphis and May is going to have a bunch of freshly trained judges. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, there's going to be, you're talking a major split of a contest so it's you know it's still a lot up in the air wow it continues to be uh, all the rage here as we continue to follow it and it's january now and may will be here before we know it so a lot of this information from that new festival needs to get released asafp for a lot of the big name teams to decide if they haven't already committed to memphis and may which way they're going to run look this is malcolm reed you know him you love him how to bbq right.com is his website you can subscribe to the youtube channel which 1.67 million of you are already doing as of yesterday around noon when I was checking it. Malcolm, always appreciate the time. Appreciate you battling through the technical issue and coming in through the Bat Channel line. And we will see you in the Lover's Month of February. Yes, sir. We're going to have a good 24, Greg. No Looking doubt. forward to it. All right, pal. Malcolm Reed right there. My guy. Man, I'm right. I should have called him on Christmas Day so he could have been like, what are you reading on the internet? 45 minutes a pound. That thing is going to be ready before noon. I never want to overstep. I have such access to these big name stars. I never want to overstep. I don't want to send that one extra 
text message where the guy's like, oh, leave me alone. Antonio Montez is ready to go from Kevery Grills. So stick around. You're going to be learning about a new piece of live fire equipment that just might earn a spot in your backyard. Before we get to Antonio, talk to you about our pal Primo Grills. Our pals over Primo Grills, of course. Nick Bauer and the gang out there in Illinois. Did you know this? Maybe I haven't talked about it because I figured this is something that is well-publicized and well-known. Aside from some ancillary pieces, 100% made and manufactured right here in the good old U.S. of A. Yeah. If that matters to you, because a lot of you talk about American made this, American made that, there isn't another ceramic grill that's made here in the state. Primo is right there in Illinois. You can go to the factory. You can see how it's made. You can see all the different size ovals. They had, when they did the big customer event last year, in one of their furnaces, they put the Primo and then all the other ceramic cookers in the kiln. And then they fired it up to, I forget what it was, 2,800 degrees or whatever. Open it back up after firing. The competition has either melted, exploded, or done horribly well in keeping its form under that heat. And the Primo unfazed, because that's how it's cured and fired. So it's the best of the best in ceramics. Again, American-made. That works for you. Only sold through dealers. So you have to go to primogrill.com and find a dealer near you. And then you go to that dealer. You check out all the different size ovals. You buy the one that's best for you. I will continue to recommend the XL at a minimum because it's got some great space. I did a huge steak cook, which I'm going to talk about second hour, where I did it. I put in the separator. I had the non-coal zone where I was just kind of keeping the steaks warm, ready for the sear. Then I had the other grill grate flipped upside down, closer to the coals. And I had the divider in. That thing was raging hot, so it got a nice sear on it. I know Chris Young says we don't want to sear it too hot because you can burn, but I'm quickly flipping, quickly flipping. They were perfect. The Primo's great. You got to get Primogrill.com. That's Primogrill.com. We are back with Antonio Montez from Kevery Grills. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back to the Sports of the Show being brought to you by the Fireboard 2, the Fireboard 2 Drive, the Fireboard Beacon, the Fireboard Spark, and oh, happy day because tomorrow the Fireboard 2 Drive lands at my house and I bought it. So I got new probes. The drive means I can put it on the Primo. I can have automatic temperature control device if I so desire. But I got that thing locked down. I'm a master. Fireboard.com is the place to go where you can get your Fireboard 2 drive bundle like I just got mine. 816-945-2232. Who knows? Ted Conrad might even answer the phone himself and then you're off and running with some great conversation. What? 
will the live fire industry bring to us in the form of cookers this year? We've seen the traditional kettles, the gas grills, pellet cookers have dominated recently. We have seen some combo units come out in 2023 as well that hope to change the game. But what about something that can be used both as a live fire cooker and an oven and pretty much everything in between that isn't a ceramic cooker? My next guest doing that right now, and we're going to learn all about him and the Kevery Grill. We're welcoming in Antonio Montes. Antonio, how are you? <laughs> good, good, and you? I am absolutely fabulous. Antonio, appreciate you joining us here this evening. And I apologize, I'm a little behind. We had a few technical issues right at the top of the show that we're working through here. Nevertheless, we are back and better than ever. Before we get into Kevery Grills and uh, your sure. background, all that stuff, we're asking a YouTube poll question of the week, all guests and everybody watching the show. Do you make New Year's resolutions, yes or no? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Um, this, this year, yeah, a few. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's valid. <laughs> What's the main Antonio Montes New Year's resolution? Uh that's a hard one, man. I, I was not prepared for this. No, <laughs> um, no, no. New Year's. No, that's that's a very. I, I'm not saying that I don't do it, but that's a very American like tradition to oh, is it? close the year with that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. But but no, I, I don't know about resolutions. But I'm very happy. I, I'm. Uh, I'm very grateful of of, of the changes that the, this year has. Uh, uh, has um, proposed me, you know, as a person. I have moved a lot. I have moved from a different city. Well, I'm from Chile. I now I, I'm not here in the U.S. Now in Austin, I was in Miami. So all those changes has uh, have helped me a lot. So that's something I'm very happy. Fifteen years ago, about I made a New Year's yeah. resolution to not make New Year's resolutions, and I've been victory ever since. How about that? All right, so that that's that that's a good one. Yeah. So, as you had mentioned briefly, you have done quite a bit of traveling, and as the accent might indicate, yeah. you're not a native of Austin, Texas, <laughs> at this point. Uh, you never know, but I'm taking a stab. Yeah. So, you mentioned Chile, uh, where it all starts. So, how about a quick personal background on you and your experience growing up with live fire cooking? Sure. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very uh, fortunate about it. Actually, uh, as you suggested, right? I'm not a native speaker, not from Texas. I'm uh, I'm from Chile. I grew up between countryside and city. That's uh, that's uh, something very special. If you like uh, cooking, if you like fire cooking, uh, in Chile, the, the 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 grilling tradition is very. As you would say, it's uh, it's like Patagonian, like the open fire, cross lambasado, chimichurris, peveres. That's a uh, uh, not not very well known sauce here in the U.S., but pevere is amazing. Mm. And also, uh, I grew up uh, with a with a water smoker, and that was very weird at the time in Chile. Uh, so so having both having the the countryside and city, having the open fire and the the water smoker bullet smoker kind of thing uh really i i was very i was very lucky 
uh, to have that that different visions, you know. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, well, about me, I when I finished my my business and administration studies in Chile um, a few years ago, I I am also a musician. So I, I I took a year off to study music and to cook more, and that 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 was all that I was doing that year. And uh, I didn't know that I was gonna end up designing reels, honestly, but one thing led to another and <laughs> yeah, it's a true story, but one thing led to another and, and, and I fell in love with it. I started to realize the, the things that I was missing uh, in, in, the, in the equipment that I had at the moment. Uh, I realized the things that I wanted uh, as a creative guy, as someone that like, as someone, that like cooking as someone, uh, as an expression, you know, mm -hmm. I love brisket. I, I love uh, spur ribs. I love the cross lambasado, but I, but sometimes I, I love just like being myself, try to create new things. And, and, and I wanted a, a very different cooker for that. So, so yeah, that, that was, uh, that was a beautiful journey of, uh, of two and a half years, uh, of trying to create something unique that allows me to, to be creative while cooking. So yeah, that's kind of a short, <laughs> short part of my, my younger self story. <laughs> Who's the most notable Chilean live fire cook to you? Uh, uh, well, it's, it's difficult. Uh, now, now at this, at this moment, um, I love what uh, Matias Arteaga is doing. Matias Arteaga is an incredible live fire uh, <laughs> or cook. Um, you could you can check it out on on Instagram. Uh, he's very very he's a roots guy here, yeah? like very open fire fish veggies. I I, I love uh, I love the the the, the I, I love when 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 cooks beat masters chefs or at home chefs start going into more like uh, when, when, when they start doing the same amount of, 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 of veggies as, as the, uh, and protein, like uh, trying to, to keep those at the same level mm -hmm. of, of uh, 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 trying to discover what, what the, the nature is providing you. So, and he, he can do that so well, it's mm -hmm. unbelievable. So and and very, it's it's not traditional in the way that it's he's doing like very very old school recipes, but he's traditional in the in, in in a way that he's trying to keep the tradition of Chilean open fire cooking, but with a twist, with a more modern twist. So yeah, I really recommend him. So let's talk about the cooker. You had mentioned it's been a two yeah. and a half year journey that started in Chile, then you leave, you go to Miami, yeah. now you've landed in Austin, moving. Yeah. All that way probably brings its own logistical hurdles, but as you, yeah, just, sure. like where, and a musician too, so I would imagine the first thought was I want to be a rock god and make all this money and pull chicks and, you know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So where does the cooker come in and when do you get into grilling business? Uh, yeah, well, I have been cooking and grilling my whole life. So, and I have been the kind of guy that, that likes to disassemble and, and 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 put things back in order and try to so I, I have been always like that so so at the moment I was very surprised that I, that I 
ended up doing this. But now I look back and, and I think it was always there. So, but, but yeah, being the musician, I think that I'm on the other side. I'm more the nerdy side. Uh, I, I love jazz and, mm. and blues and not instrumental music. So, so yeah, probably I would love to, 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 to do that for a living, but I don't see myself <laughs> as the millionaire rock guy, but I, <laughs> I would love to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, but somewhere along the road when I was probably 25 and I, and I started doing these prototypes, I, I started the, uh, some, some people think that I, that I like, like I woke up someday and, and, and I was like, okay, I want to create the first multi-purpose charcoal oven that that's the Kevary H1. Uh, but it was not like that. Uh, I was cooking a lot. Uh, I, I was very frustrated with the with the design of uh, of the classic uh, um, smokers or kettle uh, kind of grills. You know, the the spherical uh, design of it was very frustrating for me. Like uh, heat goes up, so to open something that you open up you're gonna lose all the heat uh you just have one rack if you put a second one it's it's very like it's not very sturdy uh so a lot of those issues for me uh were 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 huge issues uh i love to cook for two or four for friends but sometimes i i would like to cook for 20, 30 people, invite all my friends, family. And that design was not very efficient. It was not easy to put a lot of food. It was not uh, easy to refuel. Uh, so so I think that something there uh, was the first spark. Like, I, I think I can do something better. Um, then, uh, well, I realized that some of the things that I would love to was to, to create something... Uh, Better insulated that, that, that was most, uh, more efficient, uh, also with the shape that allows you to, to do a lot of things at the same time. So I started thinking about ovens. It was like, okay, we have been doing this since forever. Like if you want, if you want to do more things, you have to level up, you know, you have to, you have to put more levels. You have to, uh, if you want to be more, uh, more efficient, you have to isolate better, better. So I started working with, uh, thermodynamic experts, with some chefs, with some pit masters, with some friends. And, and I started to design something that, that's great for, I was designing with them, but thinking about me and my friends, like, how can we do something better that chefs would love, will love, that is incredibly efficient, extremely easy to use, but at the end of the day, it's for me. It's like for a common guy and, and it's going to be easy for you. So that, that's was the start of the journey. Uh, so the Kevry H1 for me, uh, became like, uh, like a project, uh, a, a very, um, a very important project in my life. I, I, at, at first, I didn't know that I was gonna, uh, uh, I, I was gonna make a living out of this. Uh, it was, it was made for me, but but I, I I was loving the process. I was loving the result. People was loving the result. Uh, so that 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 was uh, that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, so well now talking about the, the product, the the Kevry H one uh, is now what we call the first multi-purpose charcoal oven. Uh, it has for for me 
the most important aspect is versatility. Like if you want to have something cool for your house, it has to be versatile. That was for me so important. So, so we created a, a, a range of heat with these uh, different prototypes. I prototyped like eight different uh, uh, prototypes wow. in these two and a half years uh, with different isolation, with different materials, these different thicknesses, different densities, uh, different um, like main designs, uh, bigger, smaller, uh, rounded, squared. And, and, and that, was, that was pretty cool. And, um, and the result of, of, of that was probably the most versatile machine uh, charcoal grill. Well, now we say it's an oven, but but it's the most versatile thing uh, that you can see in the market today. And uh, for me, it was. Uh, I always say this thing: like, I don't want my product to be like that Swiss Army knife with gazillion number of 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 features and things, but you don't know how to use it, so you end up just using the the regular knife you know and and you have this thing with 200 options and you don't know how, how they use so i spend a lot of time with uh again with some friends chefs at home chefs speed masters and trying to develop what is for me one of the most important aspects the five different grill modes you have five different grill modes that allows you to transition perfectly between uh different styles of cooking into actually into different uh fire cooking appliances like if you light it on the on the low on a slow mode you have a a professional vertical insulated smoker mm. if you light it in the classic mode you will have a wood fire oven or or a charcoal grill if you light it in the baker's mode that's all about baking sourdough artisanal bread if you light it in the fast grill mode this is this is very cool this is this is very new in the u.s and uh you will have a uh, uh, a high temperature charcoal oven. That's a very, uh, prestigious, like, uh, product that a lot of Michelin star restaurant uses, but the Cavrich one is the only one that allows you do, to do that in your home. And then you have the pizza mode that, of course, allows you to cook pizza. It's very cool to be able to cook pizzas in two minutes, like Neapolitan pizza or five minutes New York style. So, so that was very important for me. And, and the reason Sometimes people tell me like, uh, why do I want something? Like, I don't do that kind of things, like that amount of things. Yeah, probably now. But the, the, but what I love about cooking is, 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 is the journey, you know? So now you're doing pizzas, like everybody, like pizza is the trend. But tomorrow you're going to be back into smoking. The day after tomorrow, you're going to be, I don't know, doing Asian and then you're going to be doing sourdough and then back to pizza and then back to so so it's cool to have an appliance that that's going to help you uh in your creative journey i think uh, yeah the website if you want to check it out as we're talking here is keverygrills.com k e v e r i grills.com and you can follow them on instagram kevery.usa uh, which is a place mm -hmm. you can go to follow them along through Instagram and social media. Uh, so you've done a pretty good job at painting the mental picture of what this unit actually looks like. We've talked about the function. When you talk Thank about you. the grill modes, just to drill down a little bit yeah. more. 
So is that the intake and the exhaust setting? So you'd set one to one or two to two, three to three, and you you get through it there. And it just, you have it dialed into the point where as long as you set the fire and you put it on these numbers, you're going to get to X temperature regardless or there fluctuation in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, actually that's a great question. Uh, the Cavri H1 is very well isolated. So, so you are isolating a lot of external factors. So we, we can trust, uh, it is not an ex- a perfectly exact science, but we can trust a lot on the, on, on, on how the air will, uh, will function inside and how, how it's going to work in terms of, of temperature, you know? So, what what we did is to create these five different grill modes with different temperatures and you have the same air intake the same excess that you will see on many of the ceramic grills or kettle grills but we have done a great job uh telling you what you have to do exactly Mm. to use that grill mode so you open the manual or you can watch the free masterclass we we have on youtube with a lot of different uh videos uh of two minutes or something like that, that will tell you everything you need to do. And if you open the manual, you, for example, you open low and slow mode, uh, it will show you uh, some reference, like some recommendations on, on what to do under on the low and slow mode. Then you will have five steps uh, that will show you what to do and where, uh, in which number of the exhaust uh, and air intake, uh, you have to put it at exactly what moment hmm. and it's going to be very easy actually if the the process is the following like you you open four and four that it's uh, in the air intake and the exhaust that is the maximum airflow possible then you have a charcoal basket a charcoal box that is extremely easy to use the, actually it's the only charcoal grill i think that i know that you can take you can access the fire anytime so so that's very hmm. cool you put the charcoal inside you put a fire started uh, a fire starter just below it in the ashtray. So it's kind of, uh, like a chimney starter, but, but built in chimney starter. Then you put everything inside. You don't have to light the fire outside. And then you light the fire starter. If you want to go faster, you can open the top door, uh, mm-hmm. for a few minutes. Then you close it. And once, uh, one, one, the temperature, the, the thermometer indicates that it's Kind of 30 40 degrees below your desired temperature let's say you want 200 degrees you are 160. you just put in the in in the bottom intake in one in the top intake in three and it's gonna get there in a few minutes and it's gonna stay for a very 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 long time mm. so that's uh, with a few minor difference between the grill modes that's the main idea so that that's the way it works what are we looking at from a price point it's uh fourteen hundred dollars now. Uh, yeah, that's the retail price. Where do we get them? We have now. Well, we we just uh, started selling with a with a great dealer in uh, in Texas and a few other states. The guys from uh, Maple Distributing. That's very cool. If you are in Texas now, it's easy to 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 look for it because uh, that's the first state. We, we started selling, but you can go to our store, uh, to our uh, webpage, caverygrills.com, find the dealer, and you can look for your closest dealer. We are going to be uploading new dealers every week. So uh, we're growing, uh, th- we are in the growing stage. So if you don't see a store near you, just 
probably wait for a few weeks and it will be there. And if not, well, you can buy it from, uh, from different online dealers too. Uh, there's no worry about that. So, but you can buy it from CavalryGrills.com as well, like DTC, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure, sure. Yeah. H1 is what's currently available. Are there plans to make an H2 or a, a XLH1 or something along these lines? Uh, we have a few plans. Uh, we're going to be having a few launches that are going to be great. Uh, just, just for the listeners to not be worried about it. It's not the H2. <laughs> you can buy the H1. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, sure. There will be an H2, but in a few years from now, <laughs> I believe. So yeah. What's, in, the, uh, what's the biggest yeah. company goal for this year? I know we talked about resolutions and all that nonsense at the beginning of the interview, but what would you like to see yeah, by the yeah, end yeah, of the yeah. year? Uh, well, I think that this year is is all about uh, trying to get there, you know, trying to be near you. Like uh, we, we are just starting this this more business-to-business business, uh, uh, business model. Uh, we, we were only going direct, uh, a few months ago. So, so now, yeah, now we're trying to cover, uh, we're going to, to cover more territory. We're, uh, we're trying to make it easier for you to check it out live, to go to a store, to touch it. Uh, a lot of people, this is a new product. It is, it is a new brand. So, so I, I can get it when, when a lot of, uh, potential customers are asking about, uh, well, asking about a lot of questions and trying to feel it. Like, it's like, it's, it's really like good quality. Yeah. I can get that. You, uh, you haven't seen it. So my mission is to try to put it out there, uh, for, to people to, to test it, to check it out, to touch it, lift it. <laughs> so all those things. You have any plans to do MBBQA or uh, the HPBA expo or anything like that? Trade shows? Well, we, we were at the HPB Expo. Uh, when? now this year, they are, uh, last year. What? Well, I, yeah, last year with 2024. In Louisville? Yeah, we were there. Yeah. I yeah. was, I was there. We, we drove. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, you miss it out. Really? Were you outside? It was cold. Maybe you didn't, uh, we were outside. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, I was hanging out with the guys at Fireboard. Oh, man, you missed us. That, uh. that was, Actually, that was pretty cool for us. That we, we went well. Yeah, yeah it was we, really we actually, cool in a number we, of we different just, ways. Like freeze your ass off outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. We were taking turns on uh, on who was buying the coffee. Yeah. inside just to grab a, a few more degrees. Yeah, no, it was crazy cold. But this year, uh, what I know about it is that there's not going to be an outside. Uh, 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 outside exhibition yeah. for on the HPBA. So, so, so it's difficult for us, a new brand to, to show a product with, without showing the product. So yeah. I, I'm not sure if we are going to be there. Uh, but yeah, we are looking for more shows. Uh, as, uh, as I was telling, uh, we are looking to, to, to amplify the, the Kevry effect. So to be on those shows makes sense. A lot of sense. Here he is, the guy that's created the Kevry grill. It's Antonio Montes, new friend of the show. The website, CoveryGrills.com and Instagram, Covery.USA. Follow them there, and we'll be anxious to track his progress here through 2024. Antonio, appreciate the time tonight, <laughs> the background, and explaining how the no. cooker works and continued success. 
<laughs> Greg, thank you for the invitation. It was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, thank you for the invitation. I hope to be here anytime. I don't know. Absolutely. I don't know when. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on. Okay. Have a great night. You too. It's Antonio Montez right there talking about the Kevary Grill. So, as he said, great quality, but I can tell you all about great quality. You got to touch it. You got to feel it. I get it. Now we're in the growth phase. Grow the dealers. Maybe we'll find one at Hartville Hardware at some point soon enough. Who knows? I'll have to shoot him a note. Steve, are you listening, Steve? We want to get one in to Hartville Hardware on the grill center. I'll make the intro. All right, we're way behind. I have no idea how I'm going to catch up here, but we're going to make an effort. And I'm going to hope that line three worked for Sam the Cooking Guy. Line one did not work for mouth. Anyway, we're going to close the first hour. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. Flying blind here. I have no instant feedback from anywhere. No idea what the YouTube poll question is like, although before everything went to crap, 75% of you were saying no, you did not do a New Year's resolution. I'm going to assume it didn't squeeze back to a 50-50, but who knows? Don't even know if I'm on. I don't know. Recording. Podcast first. We thank Antonio Montes for joining us. KeveryGrills.com, the website. K-E-V-E-R-I Grills.com or Instagram Kevery.USA if you want to check them out there visually. I'm interested in this cooker. I'm not going to lie about it. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think having a commercial grade charcoal oven makes a lot of sense. I know you can say, well, that's what you got a grill for, but this sounds different. I'm interested. I'm not going to lie. I'm interested. Let's point to the second hour. We will have what we call an abridged second hour open. Refresh libations, and we will be back in just a few moments. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. 